Disclaimer, the following boundless pub trap episode contains strong opinions that some listeners may and will find offensive. If you cannot accept or respect others with a differing opinion from yours, then fuck off. I like turtles. Shush! Oh, I want to see your war face. Now y'all ain't playing no fucking these chickens, are you? Picture it. Sicily, 1920. Hard fucking funny! Streaming from the Midwest, right in the middle of the U.S., from Omaha, Nebraska, you're listening to The Boundless Pot Trap. Your entertainment podcast where we touch on all topics. From the crazy and absurd, to the sacred and profane, and even the useless and unnecessary. The Boundless Pod Trap knows no bounds. And now, here are your hosts, Justin, Lonnie, and Jeremy. Oh my goodness, fellas. Here we are, episode 001 of the Boundless Pod Trap. It is happening right now. And I am one of your hosts, Jeremy. And I also have with me tonight, Justin and Lonnie. Guys, how are you? What's happening? Fantastic. I'm all right. I'm a little tired. <laughs> Is this already starting, Lonnie? <laughs> the moaning. You say you're tired? Yeah. Uh, why, why are you tired? I need to take a nappy nap. Uh, the sun has drained me and I need to be refilled. It's like you deliver mail or something. Or something. I actually make it look like that sometimes. Isn't it like the 11th I can't week of it. May? <laughs> it's like the 11th week of March, it feels like. I don't know where uh, the last part of winter went and the first part of sp- well, all of spring, basically. was yeah. uh, just feels weird. I actually said that the other day. I'm like, Jesus, this is the hottest spring on record. Well, yeah, it, it is. I mean, the last couple of days are the brutal reminder of why I do not like summer. Too much hot, humid weather. So I really don't mind it as long as I don't have to be forced into it. It's like I rather... <laughs> sweat than freeze that's usually what i have to tell all of my peoples that's what i say about that candy van too (laughs) i go into it on my own choice i hate being forced into it and there's never any candy in it i know you just got to dig around like some of the stuff that you you find in there it's like once you wake up like your ass hurts so bad it's it's like halls wrappers and stuff like that it's weird anything can be candy if you try hard enough that is true That could be a segment on this. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, aside from being tired, Justin, what else is going on with you? Uh, I've been staying pretty busy work-wise, yes. I've also been picking up another project. It's going to be like a Roman army type of thing. So we've been doing a little bit of boot camp. I would have immediately quit if it's like, oh, the part requires going to boot camp. Uh, Suck it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This guy doesn't work out. I I don't. No, I'm talking about this guy, me. As you can tell from my gut. Well, no, that's cool. So you're going to be playing like a Roman soldier? One of the second in command. It's still early. You know, we're, we're trying to spend June, July, possibly film early August or September. Get enough time to whip some people into shape because uh, a lot of us might need it. Yeah, you say that, though. But, I mean, you're in, out of all three of us, you're in, like, exquisite shape. That's right. just like, trick photography. Like, your forehead has abs. Like, it's <laughs> not even fair. I'm sorry. They're flexing right now. <laughs> I don't even think it's on purpose. I think it's just a masculine flex he does around us. I've, I mean, this is, this might be a little bit off topic, like, but I've always said that Justin reminds me of like a um, 
real life Buzz Lightyear. Like, <laughs> doesn't he kind of look like him in the face right. and the eyes? That's not the first time I got that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I've always thought that. Um, well, that's cool though that you're going to be doing that. Lonnie, yeah, how about you? I'm, it's your wife went back to work, correct? So she it's did. you she and the did. baby. Me and the baby, yeah. This and it was a fun weekend, you know, supporting my brothers and sisters in arms out there. Yeah, you know, making sure they're all staying safe and healthy. And and when I say brothers in arms, I mean the ones peacefully protesting and being safe. And right. And when I was out there, I uh, I seen Paco running down the road. And he had a plate of eggs. I haven't seen Paco yeah, forever. Yeah, and I didn't either. And I seen him running down the road with a plate of eggs. And I was like, and I didn't know what he was doing. And all of a sudden, I seen pepper spray going. And I caught him later. And I was like, Paco, what were you doing? He's like, that's the only way I like my eggs is with pepper spray. He, it's the only way I can get them hot enough. It's crazy how obsessive he is with his eggs. <laughs> right. Like, if Just they are so not picky. the way that he wants it. Like, I've had breakfast with him several times. And, yeah, like, if He's, Paco, Paco not happy when his eggs not... He's going to kill you. Yeah. He is. Yeah, that's what's weird that he is protesting. Yeah, I don't think he was. I think it's just how he likes his eggs. Oh, it's passing by. That's he, it. I think he actually got everyone to hug at one time, though. Uh, I mean, he is a, a hugger. Like everyone around the nation, not just here, like everywhere. Well, I remember. He just said, everybody hug. And then I was like, okay, we better do this. I remember when he went to Brazil, like his social media page was just flooded with pictures of him hugging people. He's definitely a hugger. Different. Paco, Paco might stand for hugger. Or Hug Paco. He's hugged everybody. Never got COVID yet. Don't understand. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like this world right now is if, just when you thought 2020 couldn't get any weirder or think, biz, more bizarre, here here we are. Like, I think that's kind of been adding on to my uh, tiredness to it. I've been feeling pretty drained, I guess, going back and forth with people on, online, which, you know, you shouldn't ever do. But normally I don't get my myself wrapped up into too much like that. I mean, my, my sensitivities. It's hard. It's hard though. There, like, a lot of people will drag you into it's it. Like, you know, you're saying what you're saying you're against though. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. Like I don't say much on social media anymore, which is one of our, our main topic tonight is, uh, is technology and social media, the downfall of this world, which we'll get into that later. But yeah, I, I just try not to because you're those that do not agree with you are going to jump down your throat and they're going to do everything they can to pull you into an argument and uh, it's that's that's a whole time like that was going to be our topic tonight we, one of the things but we decided you know we don't want to get too much into the the hate even though our main topic is going to be talking about the vitriol of what is yeah but it's just like yeah you know, I, I think people are already sick and tired of hearing about the protest and rioting and looting and all that stuff and it's just a crazy world, and I just wish everybody be safe. That's that first and foremost. Like you know, there's violence out there, but I don't think violence should be solved by more violence, and that just seems to be what what is kind of happening out there. On a happier note, with uh, social media, so uh, lots of you guys, listeners, uh, you've been sent new requests as far as like, our group page. And within like six hours, we got like over a hundred likes and I want to appreciate you guys, you know, with all those coming all over my face book with the notifications. <laughs> Do you need a towel? It's the reason his head is so shiny. Uh, yeah. Well, That's I would not make it, oil. it would make it matte, not shiny. Well, no, he uses it yeah. to glisten. He rubs it in. And well, it depends on the time frame too. How he gets it so sheen after. <laughs> That's crazy though. Like as of tonight, what were we at? 309 likes. 309. And we haven't even done anything yet. So. And that, that's, and that's great. We appreciate that. And I know in the grand scheme of things, 309 likes on a social media page is not much, but 
for the fact that we really haven't done much, that's that's great. That's fantastic. We're a couple and, of nobodies. Yeah, yeah speak you, for yourself. You two, like, <laughs> we're liking I'm, you guys so you guys can actually do some I'm stuff. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> wait until uh, we disappoint you. <laughs> Yeah, well, we already what I said lost. to every woman yeah. I've ever been in bed with, wait until I disappoint so you. I like to build your hopes up just so I can uh, tear it down, you right, know? Right, right, Oh, man. You guys. I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a fun time. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, said that we, a lot we, in bed, too. We've... Uh, We've got some uh, fun topics tonight. We're we're gonna with this being our inaugural episode, we're actually going to. Um, How do you know it's fun? Well, you I know, know I know, know I know my topic is fun. <laughs> uh, knowing Lonnie is is going to be ridiculous, and <laughs> Jess, I don't even know. Like I, I've tried to think. Whoa. So so let, let me fill you listeners in or listener if we might have just one listener at this point. I won't. Listen. So the the layout of. The, this inaugural episode it's going to be usually we're going to try to have like between like an hour and a half two hour long format this one might be a little bit longer we we don't know we're gonna see how it goes so we thought we'd do something fun where we're going to have the first part of it be three different topics the first topic is going to be a topic that Lonnie picked that Justin and I have no idea about he's going to try to convince us or have us give our opinions on second topic will be one I picked out that neither of them know about. And the third is Justin's that neither Lonnie and I know about. So it'll be interesting to uh, see where that goes. And then of course our main topic is the, uh, is social media and technology, the downfall of this world. Now you guys seem a little, I don't know, cause we have a little group chat going to keep communication going and, Oh, you guys seem a little bit nervous about your topics tonight. I'm not nervous at all. I mean, yeah, I just, I tossed the dice and picked something out of the hat. I was like, we're rolling with it. We have a side bet going on what we think. We've got a one out of two idea of what you're going to discuss. Can you lay it out? No. We're going to throw our hands up in I, the air. I've convinced myself that the idea that I thought his was going to be is probably not it. Because it's just I, like, I don't know how you would really I talk about that. I got an idea that mine is still going to be true. And when, when you say it, my arms are going to shoot up in the air in victory. I feel like it, I feel like I might have to let you guys down because I didn't even know I was going to do this topic either, but, uh, just to see if I know, I want to see if you, yeah, let's see. I'm, uh, I'll write it uh, down just, before just, you do it. Right now. If, if any of us have the same topic, I, I, I we're, we're done with this podcast. That's just a little weird. <laughs> we all three picked model trains. <laughs> we we did. You can have, have something this, uh, far fetched, I guess with everybody thinking alike. So just shut it down. Shut it down out of the gates. You put that, put that dog down. No. Or are you going to cremate it? <laughs> oh, I'm eating beef jerky. And it is disgusting. <laughs> it's okay. So I have teriyaki beef jerky. That's like my favorite beef jerky. When you first open up teriyaki beef jerky, it smells like how Lonnie says, like baby diarrhea. It smells like an infant's shit. And I've become <laughs> infant. I've became, what's the fucking word? I'm, I can't even think. It smells like baby shit. When it does, and I'll give you that. But it's just like when you eat it. I mean, like I said, I've never tasted baby shit. It, 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 oh, so it makes I don't know. About but I did say if baby shit tastes like teriyaki beef jerky, I would eat baby shit. And it, it instantly the smell puts a sound in my <laughs> my head, and it sounds like this. <laughs> just got your. I I think it's it, open it's, diaper with it your smells finger in there. intimately That's familiar with that smell you That's guys have you guys have uh oh, experience man. with it and I'll, I'll tell you this justin there were several times like when we were like editing unemployed at your house 
and you would change your daughter Zora's like, diaper. Uh, I was uh, like, okay, we need to move this editing session outside. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was bad, but I was like, I didn't want to make your daughter feel bad. She already thought I was weird as it was, but I haven't been here yet for a Moxley uh, poop. His blowouts are nice. They go up his back, like almost to his shoulders. God, I'm so glad I don't have kids. Dude. It he, makes a sound effect, he, like the I wheels changed, rolling. I out. changed his diaper the, the other day. We walked back and, and just kind of a layout on my house. And like we walked by the bathroom, past the studio, past the bedroom, into his room, changed his diaper, and he just peed. It's a two-man? No, just me, just me and him. Okay. We manned it out, changed his diaper. We walked by the bedroom, walked by the studio, got to about the bathroom, and he had the loudest shit I'd ever heard in my life. And he's two months old. That's the worst. And it was just a roop. And I looked down at him, and he's never actually laughed yet. He's not at that age. And he looked up at me, and I swear the little motherfucker went, (laughs) I just changed. And he was in my hands, and I felt it run through my hands. And I was about like... Your mom gets home in two hours. I'm going to make you stay. In oh. Little well, Moxie went flying across. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was like, today you learn what basketball is. We do not condone child abuse here at the Boundless Pod Trap. Well, here's the thing, though. When you get older and elderly. Oh, I'm going to shit so much. He asks to take care oh, of man. you and change your diapers. We already supposedly. have this in a contract. <laughs> even even if things go don't go right with him when you get to be a certain age, he's obligated legally obligated to come and change your shit i don't even care if i get old when he turns 10 i'm just gonna start shitting myself then <laughs> i'll be completely capable i'm like i did it come get it <laughs> it's good to have a hobby yeah it is man. um all right so on that note how about we get into lonnie's topic here now for those listening again this is a topic that lonnie knows he picked and Justin and i know nothing about it We've slotted these to be about 20 minutes each. Could go longer, could go shorter. I know that was kind of one of our things. It's like, we don't know if we're going to be able to stretch this to the 20 minutes, but we'll see how it goes. So without any further ado, Lonnie, let's uh, get your topic going here. Let's see what it is. I'm so, I'm nervous. Got my handy dandy notes here. All right. It's red ink too. It's red ink. It's red, purple, pink. I don't know. I'm colorblind. I just grabbed pens. All right. Also... With my topic, I also have a fun little game we can play. But my topic is on Ed and Lorraine Warren. I took three of their most infamous cases, and we're going to determine if Ed and Lorraine Warren are frauds or not. All right. I'm going to take their evidence and the family's evidence, opposed to the evidence collected post-case and by other people, and you two will have to determine. So we're the jury. You're the jury to determine if Ed and Lorraine Warren Guilty. are frauds or not. Guilty. But as well, I am going to take popular songs and you have to see if you know what the cases are before I tell you what case it is. What? Yeah. <laughs> Twist, this, motherfuckers. Wait, th- that ties in with the Ed and Lorraine? Yes, it does. Huh. All right. Little fact on Ed and Lorraine Warren before we get started. Edward Warren, paranormal investigator, demonologist, author, and painter, passed away in August of 2006. Lorraine Warren, paranormal investigator, light trance medium, don't know what that means, clairvoyant, and author. Page one, gone. You dropped something. First case, Sister Margaret 
Oh, your time has come. Don't you know you are the only one, I say? That's a song. Yeah. That is a song, yeah. yeah. All right. I don't know what song. So I we can... got it. Okay, cool. Move on. What case am I talking about? <laughs> That's right. It's the Enfield haunting in Enfield, London, England. Happened in 1977 and 78. That's the the new ripper. George Lucas. Close. No, no you're, you're totally wrong. <laughs> Happened in Bridgetown, Enfield in London, like I said. Single mother Peggy Hodgson called the police because her her two daughters, two of her four children, started hearing knocks and started seeing things move and were getting picked up and thrown around. They called the police. Two police officers there seen a chair be lifted up a half an inch and slide across the room. Now, these were actual police officers. They called in the psychic investigators who heard 10 different voices emanate from the youngest daughter. Uh, what was her name here? Janet, age 11, heard a, 10 different voices on tape emanate from this girl. 13-year-old Margaret was the other daughter, would levitate from her bed and be thrown against the wall. Legos would fly around the room. They have video proof of this. It's a cool trick. Right? Janet would hear knocking throughout the family. When the police came, like I said, they seen the chair floating. For the next 18 months that this was going on, 30 different investigators, police officers, neighbors, seen incidents happen, heard things happen. Ed Lorraine Warren came. It's where they fit in. And they they seen these things happen. This is what The Conjuring 2 was based on, was that case. And they deemed the house haunted by a demonic presence. Now I present to you the proof that it was fake. The Warrens actually came in much later, in 1978, when it was almost done. And they actually weren't allowed in the property. The other investigators who were investigating it did not let them in the property. They're like, you guys are you guys are frauds from America. You're just trying to make money. Get out of here. But when you watch The Conjuring, they were there the whole time. They tried to save the family. What do you believe? Point number two. All the photos of the girls levitating just happened to be them levitating down, never levitating up, almost like they were jumping and falling. So like their hair was like going forward, yeah, floating up. was floating hairs. up and never down. Yeah. Huh. Like they always descending down. Does the body mechanics match up to what would be of a falling? Yeah. <laughs> they were always at their peak, never. Guilty. Their objects where they would see levitating and getting to a place when they would get the picture would always be stopped. They would have a picture of where it started and where it ended, but never in the process of moving. And the biggest damning piece of evidence, the girls later admitted they lied. Well, that right there just tells you. But how do you how do you fake it with all those other people? Like how do you how do you lie to the cops? How do the cops go in? How does eleven year old and a thirteen year old go into a situation? and convince grown adults that they seen a chair move. Magnets. <laughs> How do those work? What year was this? 1977 to 1978. I don't know. I mean, back then, that could have been easier to convince somebody that something was haunted or whatnot, because back then you didn't have movies and, like, special effects that show you, like, how they make things, like, in um, Poltergeist, how they have the chairs slide across the ground. They show you how they do that. Back then, you really didn't know how things like that were done, so... 
maybe they were true innovators of their time by rigging their house or whatever it is to look like it was haunted and whatnot. But I, I, how long was this? Uh, how long was this going on before uh, they finally admitted to it? So the haunting lasted all of eighteen months. They admitted this much, much later, twenty years later. Hmm. Interesting one. Next case. Next audio song to see if you know what the case is. We've got a rapist here in Southton, Connecticut. This is a Taylor Swift song, correct? This <laughs> is. He's he's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up. So y'all better hide your cousins, hide your wives, hide your husbands, because they're raping everybody out here. The rated R superstar Edge. Close. What's that case, fellas? That's right. It's a haunting in Connecticut. Better known as the Snedeker family. That's what I was going to say. You didn't give me time to answer. Because you take for fucking ever. That's right. 1986, the Snedeker family. Mother Cameron, Father Al, cousins, daughters, sons, moved into an old... God, I can't even read my writing. I don't even know why I took notes. They moved into an old funeral home in Southerton, Connecticut. Because it was cheap, they could afford such a big place where they could all move into. But when they moved into it, they noticed a bunch of stuff happening. They could hear people talking. The kids seen people moving around. The two boys, they lived in the basement, which was the morgue, was originally the morgue. The reason they moved there is because it was close to the hospital. The oldest boy had Hodgkin's lymphoma, so they moved there close so he could get his hospital treatments. But they started seeing things, started hearing things. One night, the oldest boy had <laughs> easiest way to tell was a, a psychotic break. They called it schizophrenia. He was diagnosed with schizophrenia, but he attempted to rape the cousin, but he was he was caught, stopped. The family had him arrested, and during that time, he was getting really disinterested in life, started writing lots of emotional poetry and a lot of poetry about uh, necrophilia. That all kind of led to this incident. So he was arrested, placed in a um, not mental institution, but a hospital. While he was gone, the mother, the cousin, and the father, Al, all got raped and sodomized while there, which is not a good place to be. Not so much. I mean, unless you're into that kind of thing. Do not like that at all. <laughs> Back to the free candy band thing. <laughs> Find candy in anything if you want to. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, the Warrens came in, along with John Zaffron and some other techs. They stayed in the house for nine weeks. Jeez. Yeah. They were able to see all the claims that were given to them, including the sodomization and the rape done to the family. They were able to to witness it. They were able to stop it, but they were able to see the beginning signs of it. The Warrens called in a priest, and they performed an exorcism on the house. The family later moved due to the, the stress. Now here's the proof against all that, unfortunately. When they were in the process of writing the novel about the house, the person who was writing it with the family and the Warrens came up to Ed Warren and basically asked him what they should put in because their stories aren't collaborating. And Ed Warren said, well, these people are crazy. People who come to us seldomly aren't crazy. So just take what they've said and put other stuff in it to make it sound good. Hmm. So... The new residents of the house have experienced nothing of the sort, which either means the exorcism worked or it was all a hoax the whole time. And the thing about this family was 
they were all struggling with alcoholism and drug addiction and money problems from the kid with his Hodgkin's lymphoma. So they're always struggling with money. Was this an, an attempt to sell the book, make some money? Who knows? That's it. That's it. Do you think that they, that was a scheme to make money off the book? <sighs> I mean, so nine weeks is in, it's a long time, but it's a short amount of time to try to convince some people. So I believe uh, that could be done, especially when everybody is in on the same, just, just fit the part type of thing. Yeah. This wasn't the movie where the older brother was like all scarred up and yeah, the haunting in Connecticut. Yeah, that was where he like was in the basement. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yes, that was a, that was a good That's movie. A creepy one. Was... I had to put that one in the freezer. I was afraid. That that part in that movie where he's like turns the TV off and in the reflection you see a guy just like step across the screen. I'm like, oh god, I got me. <laughs> I had a incident like that almost happen. Well. I guess not like that. So yesterday we had a power outage at work. So I'm in the bathroom washing my hands and then the lights are flickering. I'm like, ah, great. Don't fucking show up behind me when the lights come off and on again. So the lights went out and I'm like looking in the mirror. Well, in the dark, nothing happened. Well, the lights never came back on. So I just went out and walked up to the front desk. And uh, so that doesn't remind me exactly like that. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. You, you, I would have thought your first thought would have been like, Fuck, I hope I don't die in the bathroom. No one wants to, get, no one wants to die get, with their pants down. Yeah, I'm going to have my pants pulled down by a spirit and get pounded from behind. All right, so you have another case? I do. I got one more. One more case. All one right. more. This is interesting. One, one, one more song intro. There's a place off Ocean Avenue. I hate that Where song. I used to sit and talk with you. I love that song. We were both 18 and it felt so right. Sleeping all day. Murdering our fucking family at night. That's how the lyrics go. That's right. We are talking about 112 Ocean Avenue in Amity, Long Island. Amity? Yeah, there you go, buddy. Oh, yeah. I, I just thought that was pretty obvious. I thought there was more with it. I mean, like, you That's just gave I, it away. Because you, so. like, looked at me, like, very mysteriously. Like, I'm like, I'm a, I wanted you guys to get is fucking that, one of them. Is that really what Ocean Avenue is about? I don't know. Oh, no, probably okay. not. I was like, what? That's interesting in its own. Uh-huh. Isn't that Yellow, yellow Card? Yellow Card. That is Yellow Card, yeah. That was the only thing I could think of by wearing this one. So that's what started all the songs because I was fucking stuck in my head. Anyway, on November 13th, 1974, Ronald DeFeo Jr. killed six members of his family, all shot, all in their beds, all face down on different floors of the house. So he was able to shoot the people on the ground floor in their beds, climb the stairs, shoot the other members of his family in their beds. One year later, the Lutz family in December '95 bought a five-bedroom, three-bath house in New York for $80,000. Seems like a pretty good deal. Yeah, it does. They stayed in that house for 28 days. If you don't know the rest of the story, you have lived under the rock because there is literally 18 Amityville horror movies. Never heard of it. Never heard of it, yeah. There's there's 14 books, too. 18 movies. One, of our, one good one. One of our friends directed an Amityville movie. Watch your mouth. Who was that? Dustin Ferguson. Nice. Like one of the actual ones? It, well, one of it was one that he didn't. Our, one of our, our friends that we know that's a actor, producer, uh, Mark Popejoy was in it and played the lead. I don't know. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Next. Go ahead. Uh, two months after the Lutz family had moved out, a reporter named, uh, where's her name? Laura Didlio. Um, now you're just making things. <laughs> D-I-D-I-O. Shh. 
Didio. Or a diddle-tero. Diddle-tero. Yeah, yes. we'll go with that. Dijo. Got a group of Ghostbusters, which, a.k.a. the Warrens, to go investigate the house on 112 Ocean Avenue and to see if they could find any hauntings. Lorraine Warren said it was almost like a, her exact words were, ghost slumber party going on when she first walked in. I'm cool with that. Yeah, fucking cool to me. And it was the most horribly depressing house she has ever been in. Just a feeling there. That says more about like the uh, decorations. And well, and, and that was a cool thing about it too. After the DeFeos had moved, obviously, after the DeFeos had moved out, quote unquote, all their furniture was still there. So when the Lutz had moved in, all their, their furniture and stuff, most of it was still in the basement of the house. They they weren't able to capture anything solid other than a single picture known as the Ghost Boy, which is still online. But yeah, Ronnie DeFeo murdered six people. Now, as the plot thickens, dun 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 dun. dun when the Lutz moved oh, in, but I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> when the Lutz family moved in, they met with the lawyer of Ronnie DeFeo, and after numerous bottles of wine started hatching a plan of potential ways to get Ronnie DeFeo to get him out of jail, ways to make him look insane. Because he pled not guilty and means of insanity. So they wanted to make a book about how the house was the reason why he did it, how he was possessed. This came from the Lutz and Ronnie DeFeo's lawyer. They had a contract written up. This was the start of the book Amityville Horror. Once the contract was written up, they seen that, well, this can't happen because a good chunk of the money was going to go to Ronnie DeFeo. So they decided to step away from it. In an investigation of the house, the Lutzes said that it was built on an ancient Indian burial ground. Well, if you know anything about Long Island, it's a fucking island and Ain't everything nothing. is underwater. So you really can't bury something in water. That's not true. Float away. I mean, you can still bury it. It's <laughs> not, gonna be a little bit harder. Not very efficiently. The ghost photo has been debunked numerous times. Like even though it was in the seventies, it's very easy to overlay photos. And so that's been debunked numerous times by numerous people. Um new tenants who have moved in say it's a very, very nice property. It did sell in two thousand and sixteen again to a nice family for $850,000. So that's the thing. Their only child who will speak publicly is Chris, who said most of the occurrences that happened in the house that the Lutzes talk about are 100% fictitious. None of it ever happened. They just did it to try to make money. When they moved into the house, they were like, yeah, let's make a buck off this. Now, did they, do you think they, they, or maybe they it's come out or whatever. Did they they plan on having a movie happen because of this? Like, I, could could that be the uh, the instigator behind everything? Why they they did it is because they thought, hey, we could make a movie out of this. I don't know if that was the plan, but there was numerous articles and numerous things saying that they planned on making some type of money from it. Oh, what better way to make money off of it than by a movie? Right. Look at what happened. That's eighteen movies. Right. The Lutzes made none of that. Yeah. The Lutzes from the original movie in the original book made three hundred thousand dollars was all. They were all dead. That's it. That was it. Huh. 
if that was the case, they, they did all that work for nothing, really. Zero. Back back when? 74, 75. Huh. So that might be like half that. I guess double that, I should say. Well, they only invested 80000 for the price of the house. They were gone in 28 days, so they didn't even pay their first month's mortgage. They were out, got out of the house scot-free, so technically they didn't pay anything. They're still within their 30-day Thirty day grace period. Yeah, so put it back on the market. Fuck this place. Yeah. They get their security deposit pack. <laughs> it was the seventies. I don't think those uh, existed. Uh, so what they're saying one. is don't believe kids. Ed and Lorraine are pretty much the real frauds here. Um That's for you guys to decide. Put them back on trial and To me everything sounded fishy. So me, it's not like everything was made up and it was a quick way to get publicity and money so that was the other thing you have to take into account though ed and lorraine warren never charged a dime for any of their services but it, here we are today talking about them right where their name is now in history etched in infamy is that that what it's called yeah, yeah. now in the reason i bring them up and talk about them is they They're were murder us they were idols of mine growing up for every negative thing they did they taught you so much about paranormal investigation, and there wasn't anybody. They were rock stars in the paranormal genre, but could you trust them? Well, no, but you learned twice as much about what you were doing. You just learned not to lie. Huh. So they would fuck with people for free just so they can get their name bigger. Right, yeah. So. They'd, they'd go into someone's house and go, this house is definitely haunted. We should write a book about it. Here's my card. It's not a bad idea. Let's do I that. think we're... This podcasting is, we're going about this the wrong way, fellas. <laughs> this is the last episode. Everybody that's listening to us right now, we believe your house is haunted. Like our Facebook. Please, don't, don't fucking house do this. <laughs> that was very interesting, Lonnie. That's not at all. I, I figured your your topic was going to be something along the lines of like paranormal. But yeah, that was, that that was very is, interesting. It's actually, see, I wrote that down too. Uh, hold on. Let me finish this text message. See? That's what I had. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, for those of you that uh, are listening, just so we can start to get this communication going with you, what are your thoughts on these three cases that Lonnie just read? Do you think that they are real? Do you think they're fake? Do you think there are ways to make money, get fame? Comment. Are you you familiar with the movies, the books, et cetera? Every time I see the Ed Lorraine dude, oh, Ed. I just can't help but think of Phantom of the Opera. He was a dick. Yeah. Like, if you watch interviews with him, he was an asshole. And here is, here's a little, just a going back in time to show my love for my paranormal. This was a pilot we made growing up. This is you? Yeah, for our TV show we had for the IPBS. This looks like the start of, like, a Discovery Channel show, like, <laughs> Holy crap, that doesn't even look like you. Well, I was about 100 pounds lighter at the time. Looks like David Draymond. Leah, what was her last name? I don't know. Hoffmeister or something? That guy, he uh, he was the, he works for Slipknot now. Really? Yeah. He looks like he could be a member of Slipknot. Interesting. We're watching a um, mid-Iowa paranormal this opening is- segment to a uh, to a show. We might have to link that. Yeah, well, for- I'll, I'll post it on the site. So. Interesting. My love for the paranormal. Paranormal is fun. great for audio podcasts. I, 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 I thought I could put it in a link. All right. I used to, uh, I, my friends and I, we used to do, do paranormal ghost hunting at cemeteries back. It's like right out of high school. And that was a fun time. Like we encountered, we, I have stories. That's for another time. But, you know, we've encountered some things. I have some EVPs that we caught and things that we can't really debunk. But you know, those were some good times. And I, I look back on it and I'm just like, man, I... 
Not that I wouldn't have the balls to do it. Like, I'm not scared of paranormal type things, but it's like, I'm scared of like places that we would go into that were probably guarded by somebody with a, a shotgun. <laughs> and, and it's just like, nah. And with things going on, like vandalism and stuff like that. That should be a, a topic I, that we discuss, like, especially if you're here for the, excuse me, for the Nebraska and Iowans, like the Black Angel cemetery thing. That thing was so That's my overrated. Facebook picture is... Black it's Angel, like I think. Me is, shaking your hand. <laughs> it was so overrated. Like the first time I went there, I was disappointed. I'll make this quick because this is a great topic for another time. I was disappointed to think like here, I thought this whole time the Black Angel is like in the middle of this cemetery in like a dark field somewhere. And it's like, no, you stand in the Dark Angel and you look a hundred feet in front of you are, is a bunch of houses that people live in. And I'm like, oh, well, that kind of takes away from it. Ruins the... Uh epicness does anyone who goes up to the black angel i'm going to tell you if you hold the black angel's hand or touch her hand in any way shape or form i want you to look at where her hand placement is and i want you to know i put my balls in her hand so you have touched my balls what if i use my tongue <laughs> you have licked my balls. <laughs> okay all right well i'm kind of a little like i don't know that my topic's gonna stretch out that long like i thought it was good but um, we'll, we'll see how it don't, goes you can't but, back out now no i'm not going can't to back out but before we get to my topic Wait. let's take a little time here to plug one of our sponsors hey one of our sponsors is ml image photography that's run by our good friend michael here ml image has been around specializing in glamour art photography since 2005 15 years now he specializes in glamour, boudoir, pinup, ink model, fine art, nude, glamour nude, cosplay, dark beauty, and horror. If you're interested to see some of his work, which is amazing stuff, you can become a uh, member of his Patreon. Is that what they're called, the Patreon people? They're yeah, I think so. Of his Patreon, Fans. which is, Patrons. Which is Patreon. ML Image. And you can go to mlimage.com to check out some of his stuff there. Uh, some of it's not safe for work, so keep that in mind if you're listening to us and you decide to put us on pause and go look at his stuff that you may want to not do that because if your boss sees what you're looking at, you might get in trouble. But a big shout-out to ML Image Photography or Image is everything. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. I'm just glad you let it go for okay, I'll, I'll give you that. All right, so now right. We're, we're on to my topic. What do you got, German? Now, be, uh, German. before I get into my topic, I'm going to ask you guys both a couple of questions here. Are you guys familiar with Mary Poppins? Yes. Are you familiar with the It movies? Of course, the good ones. Are oh. you familiar with the It movies? Um, the original, <laughs> the original, and just the clips that you see from the new ones. So my topic is, are Mary Poppins and Pennywise the same species? Now, before we get into that, before you guys answer, I'm going to give you, I'm going to read some things that I, some notes that I took. And this is, keep in mind, this is with both the original movies and then also the remakes of them or sequels or whatever too. The better they're, ones. They're all, shut up. They're all <laughs> included in this. So I'm going to start off by reading you some things here and then I'm going to pose another question at the end of this too and then we will get into discussion. So again, are Mary Poppins and Pennywise the same species? I'm done. So, you know, the, the obvious thing is both use things in children's minds for either good or evil. Poppins taps into their imaginations for good, whereas Pennywise manipulates these children's fears for evil and his pleasure. Both lured a young boy named Georgie. Now that's, that's yeah, exactly. So they both lured a, a kid named Georgie away from their siblings in a storm by using their paper toys. 
Now, Georgie, <laughs> Georgie from the It movies was lured with his paper boat, whereas Georgie from Mary Poppins was lured with his paper kite by Mary Poppins. So there's that. Now, uh, Poppins returns to 17 Cherry Tree Lane after 25 years of being gone, and Pennywise returns to Derry after 27 years. Now, Poppins is able to maintain energy for 25 years despite interacting with fewer children, whereas Pennywise requires 27 years, even though he interacts with more children. Some say this is due to the Monsters, Inc. theory that joy and laughter from kids creates more energy than fear from kids. Both caused the children they interacted with to ultimately forget or misremember their interactions from their childhood. The Banks children from Mary Poppins remember her as just a nanny. And the Losers Club from the It movies basically pretty much forgot their childhood almost completely. Both characters use song and dance to captivate their children. Pennywise calls himself the Pennywise the Dancing Clown and uses dance moves to terrify the children. Whereas Poppin uses song and dance and technicolor and dreamlike musicals to enchant the children to get them to be more creative. Both have reflections that can animate and operate separately from themselves. Pennywise has what's called the deadlights, which when looked into at Pennywise into these lights will render his subject frozen. Or Poppins creates an entire fleet of what are called lamp lights and she uses it in the song that's called Trip a Little Light Fantastic, which are proven to be a creation when the character Michael looks out the window and sees only Mary and the children and nothing else. Now, here's another one. Balloons are big with both of them. Obviously, we know that the red balloon with uh, Pennywise. But if you notice, at the end of the Mary Poppins movie, when they all float away with their balloons, Mary Poppins, can you guess what color balloon she chooses? Red. Can we say that all together? Red. Red. <laughs> now, both instances of Mary Poppin and Pennywise, there's parts where they float down from the sky, almost as if they're flying. And then the last thing that I will say, and I mean, there, there is a video, and I think that'll be another link too that we post that has some other things here. But with all of what I just said too, there are some that think that Pennywise and Mary Poppins are the same person. It is believed that Pennywise is actually the origin story of Mary Poppins, whereas in Pennywise realized that Monsters, Inc. theory, whereas the fear that he's trying to get all this energy from the kids isn't working as well as the laughter and joy from kids, so he turns into Mary Poppins and decides to start doing joyous things to get the joy and laughter out of kids to give Mary Poppins and Pennywise more and that would sustain How? him for longer. Yes. So, with all that being said, gentlemen, what is your take on this? Well, he would have to change his whole character just to survive, but he seems like he really, in it, Pennywise, really enjoys the art of killing the kids. There was something else that you said as far as uh, the similarities between the two that... Uh, come back to me. Lonnie, go. <laughs> <laughs> it does Mary Poppins ever change her form and i've never seen the mary poppins movies i know absolutely nothing about mary poppins i have not seen the newer mary poppins just clips here and there while i was doing this research and i mean the original mary poppins i saw a long time ago she never changes her look or any appearance or anything like that so she's always just mary poppins mm -hmm. okay. she 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 does some weird things though like like i said she floats down with an umbrella 
she like pretty much floats and flies with her umbrella. Shoot that thing out of the sky. That's, and, that's yeah. not impossible. Like but, but if she, you're light enough, you can float with an umbrella. But she also like she does weird things. Like there's one scene where she's with the children, the bank's children, and she sets I don't want to say a purse, but like a carrying bag that looks small on a table. And then she just starts pulling out all these big, huge things that would not fit inside this thing. And the kid's like, oh my God. So it's like, she's very theatrical. You can, you can do that with simple wizardry, Harry Potter style. Like, I, I haven't seen Harry Potter. Don't, don't talk nerd. <laughs> Sorry, Lonnie. <laughs> I said, whatever. Kindly got us both. <laughs> so did your thought oh, come back yes. to you? You made a point about how the kids in, see, I'm, I'm familiar with Mary Poppins, but I could use a, a refresher as far as I don't really remember how it, it ended. I mean, like she goes off with the kids, but the spoonful of sugar, does the kids come back? Is that her treat? So in the new Mary Poppins, the kids that she goes to are the bank's kids, but they are adults now and have their own kids. So she's the nanny for their kids, but they, it takes a little bit of convincing of who she is, but she basically convinces them that she was their nanny, but they've totally forgotten like the whole, all the magic and stuff that she did to make them fly and whatnot. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense too, because Mary Poppins is the one who leaves and Mary Poppins and Pennywise stays. It's the kids who leave, or at least most of the kids who leave. So the further they are away from the creature, if you want, we're going to call Mary Poppins a creature. Yeah. So yeah, they, they lose their memory. So yeah, that, that kind of coincides. I, I think there's more merit in that Pennywise is the origin story of Mary Poppins. So here's my debate with that. Why would the turtle, who's been having this infinite battle before the world has been created, give up that battle all of a sudden because Pennywise decided, oh, I'm going to be good now? Because it's more of a selfish thing of all this fear and stuff, all the work and killing and stuff like that. It's giving him some energy, but it's not giving him enough energy. Like, you know, realizing that, oh, this laughter and joy is going to make me stronger and make me last longer. So, I mean, to me, I mean, you would do whatever it takes to get you the most energy and to make you want to stay around longer and not disappear for another 27 years. So Ted Bundy, all of a sudden. I never watched Married with Children. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Close. Different Bundy. Oh, okay. The, the, the bad Ted Bundy. All right. Okay, we'll go with somebody else. Uh, who? Jason, Jason Voorhees. Okay. All of a sudden, he... Puts down the machete, takes off the mask, goes, I want to be an ice cream truck driver now. Didn't he? Yeah, Jason 11. <laughs> uh, Jason did turn his ways around. He is known as Lady Gaga now these days. That's true. Yeah, go fuck yourself. But <laughs> seriously, do you think the ultimate evil in the world is going to be allowed to be the light bringer to children? See, he, he came off as a clown to entice these kids uh you know and they were kind of laughing at first you know like oh, 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 oh. like that did nothing for him survival wise i guess i see your point there yeah but i think regardless mary poppins is good blah 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 this is what i think i think that mary poppins is still very much evil and has a master plan and if even if you watch clips you don't even have to watch the whole movie if you watch especially in the new mary poppins she has a very calm demeanor about herself, almost as if when she's looking at the children, she's smiling on the outside, but, but in her back. eyes, you can see like, like exactly that picture that you have up right there. It's working. 
And I think that she comes off as this joyous person, but I think deep down she's manipulating the people and the children still to get more power. And once she has all that power, I think Pennywise is going to be released once again, and it's going to be a little too little too late type of thing. Right. So the picture that we have up on the screen is a picture of the new Mary Poppins looking at herself in the mirror. What I see is, yeah, there could probably be a hint of restraint right there. Otherwise, she could be like eye-fucking herself, as most people do at the gym. That I... <laughs> Just get your, get your last set in and move on. So Pennywise his need to feed on kids but he can change his size and stuff like that like what satiates him like how much because if he can just get one kid and shrink all the way down i mean that should last him a while right <laughs> I, I i don't know i mean for more than four hours you might want to call a doctor i don't know this would be a dick joke <laughs> what are you talking about that was the worst just, dick joke. just it put was. the kid in a to-go box well, well, and well, let's go that. i don't like, know what if he eats what if he eats like two really big fat kids will that yeah you should, you're good Everybody made fun of the fat kids anyway, so... Aren't they usually the first to go? Uh, Depending on who the uh, violator is. Okay. I thought you were going to say something completely different there, and I was going to be like, watch it. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so Lonnie, you don't seem convinced that this is... I just... It's... it's, This is... And I'm just letting you know, this is not something that I came up with. This is something that I stumbled across, and I'm like, deep down you know it's not... Mary Poppins and Pennywise have nothing to do with each other. They're completely right. different. It's no, just, it was somebody bored at home that was just like, hey, wait a minute. But they do bring up some interesting facts. And I don't know that my notes did justice as the video that I, well, one of the few videos that I watched of it did. But I, I don't know. You just seem, uh, Lonnie, like. I just don't see how, there. you got to understand that the battle that. The that, turtle. That the turtle in Pennywise has been battling like that battle has been going on before the earth and the universe has existed that just to be able to stop it and just go oh i'm good like i don't have that urge anymore that can't happen and i don't think that's the case like i said i think that pennywise is a very smart individual and th- i think he looks at the the big picture and i think that this is something that he's been planning and figuring so- out for a long time I can't fully commit to them being the same character, but possibly of the same species, yes. And if not necessarily that you need to kill them, but you can still take a piece of their innocence since the parents don't remember anything. So when she rides off with them to her own little lair or whatever, she can execute that and then bring them back safe. I would like to know where Mary Poppins and Pennywise, if they are in fact the same species, when they do disappear, where do they go? What do they look like? What are they, what are they doing? Do they is it like a big break room or something like that? And like Pennywise is <laughs> your shift eating some donuts, drinking some coffee, and she comes in. She's like, "Oh, what a day! Fucking kids on yeah. Elm. <laughs> you notice you didn't clean out the microwave, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> You're the one that doesn't put a paper towel over your ravioli. <laughs> Fucking Corona! You can't touch these kids anymore. Now I will say this new Mary Poppins. Um, Emily Blunt. She seems a little bit more bitchier than the original <laughs> Mary Poppins. And I don't know if the video that was the clips that they put together were put that way to have her come off as if she's kind of like a creepy, eerie type of person that has some evil intentions or whatever. But I'm very intrigued. I'm probably going to watch this new Mary Poppins movie and just kind of get a vibe from it. But to better compare it, you should also watch the new. Uh, yes. That one, I can already tell you, you can suck a dick. <laughs> it's so good. It's missing out. I, I'm not. Think about it this way. They would have called it something else besides it. Think about it this way. 
how can you hate on it when you've never seen it? Like I've watched I've so seen many, enough. I've watched so many movies I've hated just because I couldn't say I hate it until I watched it. I've seen enough from clips and trailers of these new it movies to know that I don't want to see it because Pennywise is one of those characters that was made by the person that played them. Tim Curry is Pennywise. But Tim Curry in, endorsed the the other... Tim Curry is not in the right state of mind. He's been through some health problems. I don't think he even cares. He's oh, probably... so Tim Curry doesn't matter anymore? Jesus. I did not say that. <laughs> I did not say that, Tim Roll the Curry. tape. Roll the tape. <laughs> he, I, I just... I, and I think the new look of Pennywise looks completely stupid. His outfit is stupid. There's too much CGI with it, too. I've seen enough clips to know that CGI, like, there, I, I understand that CGI is the thing now, but there's a good way of doing it and a bad way of doing it, and there's too much CGI, and there's just the right amount of CGI. And just from the trailer alone that I've watched of both it and Chapter 2, too much CGI. I think with, if anything... Watch it just for the humor, because it is hilarious. You guys are, so many people are obsessed with me watching these It movies. Did like, you ever? That, that that just, that makes me not want to watch them even more, because <laughs> Did you ever, people are getting pissed. Did you read the it. book? Did you ever read the It book? Oh, a long time, like in grade school I read it. it it's so true to the novel in places, it's ridiculous. But like, I, I like love the, the book. The book is in my top three favorite books of all time. I mean, the kids didn't have their way with the other chick. Like, there, the group, was, so. there was no little kid orgy, so that might turn you off a little bit on it. Yeah, but I know how I you are with those. I'm not going to be like, uh, I don't <laughs> like, think there's no anybody, kid orgy. Fuck it. I, I don't think there's a single person out there that's like, oh, no kid orgy. <laughs> fuck that. Apparently, they're from New York. <laughs> oh, come on. New York fuck. Is like get kid fuck orgy. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Fucking G. All right. We've lost all listeners in New York. <laughs> Let me check. I, I, there was a point about a year ago that I was, I gave the Star Wars movies a chance. I've, I saw the original Star Wars episodes four, five, and six back when I was a kid. I was about and, ready and, to hit you. And and like, I was saying the originals, Phantom Menace was I fucking just, tight, yo. I just didn't care for them back then. Michael, our buddy Michael, the executive producer of this podcast, he, when I was at his place one night, we, we put them on and we watched them again. I was like, these actually aren't bad. I, so I gave Star Wars a chance and I was just like, you know what? I think I'm going to, I even, had, I think made a post about it, like, I think I'm going to give the new it movie a chance. I'm just going to watch it. But it, I just couldn't morally, I couldn't do it. Like, I don't feel that it's, I, I it should have been done. You got to find it, ways to ease your way into it. I mean, like maybe try not watch, watch it. certain clown, go to Pornhub and see if there's like an it. Um, oh, there oh, is. Oh, there is. There, trust me. I know there's, there's plenty of uh, it oh, penny Swing. All right. So, all right. That well, brings us to you, big fella. Now we, oh. we're, we're, we're switch, swinging things over to Justin and his topic. I got to get my energy levels up. I'm uh... <clears throat> your energy. How are your energy levels down? Oh, this, I'm looking this, at the meter this, uh, right here. This uh, <laughs> this podcast is like kind of like your brainchild here, and this is the inaugural episode. <laughs> That's why the energy's down. And you're just like, oh. it's like eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night. There's no curfew tonight. Let's it's, do this. It's Iowa. All right, let's yes. do it. So let's let's get your topic going here. Well, what I wanted to talk about is a certain something. I wanted to let you guys know that uh, this topic's about how it feels good when you finally get your way 
after all that struggle just uh hold someone down you feel that tip you know you know what i'm talking about have you boys ever been taken advantage of in what way <laughs> well that that's the topic that's right we're uh talking about uh pyramid schemes <laughs> so uh we were both we were, we're both, both wrong way with wrong yeah. the top of the pyramid that's the the, that, the, the tip that's where you want to be that's where you make your money so pyramid <laughs> schemes well, you guys look so disappointed. No, I'm, I'm before I continue. What was it? What were you guys going for? I well, thought it was going to be some kind of like your uh, like karate, karate, your, your dancing karate, whatever it's called. Capoeira. That is so it's, crazy because I was going to say I think I was very close to saying it's like Kapawawi or something like that. And I just said I just said sexy dancing, sexy dancing. What do you guys think of me? <laughs> Well, my other one was your dildo making. That is a... Because I've seen the kits fear, in your home. Few in you think you have them hidden, but hobby. not that well. All right, so pyramids. So pyramid I never schemes. would have fucking guessed pyramid schemes. So, or just schemes, schemes, pyramids and stuff, yeah. So what we're asking all of our viewers here to do is tell two of your friends about our podcast <laughs> and then have them. <laughs> so, yeah. No, uh, pyramid schemes, uh, schemes, schemes, whatever. They go by many of different names. The old bait and switch, the boiler room, the bunko game, the con, the con job, confidence trick, flim flam, get rich quick, hustle, matrix scheme, pump and dump, pyramid racket, rip off, the shell game, skin game. Not what you're thinking. Uh, the that's, sting. That's absolutely what I'm thinking. <laughs> the swindle. You had me at pump and dump. And the infamous Ponzi. I'll actually be narrowing it down to just the pyramid and the Ponzi's. There are some subtle differences with that, so buckle up. Let's do this, bitches. Here's a little history lesson. Let's uh, let's focus on our our good friend Ponzi. Hey, <laughs> good enough. So Ponzi scheme is actually named after the Italian postal worker immigrated to the U.S. named Carlo Pietro Giovanni Guglielmo Tabaldo Ponzi. Say that. No. Paco. <laughs> <laughs> so Carl Peter Joe Julian. <laughs> yeah. He was known in the 1920s by swindling mofos with discounted postal coupons from other countries. My Dago. So he's, he's, he aligns with two of my, uh, he's a, he's a postal worker and he's got a um, Italian heritage there. So I was just trying to represent, you know, we have pictures, Google images <laughs> of pyramids. That so. looks just like a pyramid from, uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a scheme. It's a scheme. Don't fall for it, Justin. I couldn't. I couldn't spell scheme, so I just put pyramids. <laughs> Close enough. So yeah, this dude was a legend, Mr. Ponzi. Uh, he got away with this arbitrage for about a year or so. He started with about two dollars in his pocket until, and then he took these dummies for about roughly two point five mil. Adjusted for inflation, two point five mil a dollar then was just under fifteen dollars now. So two point five mil would have been thirty two mil today. That's a lot of money. More than I'm ever going to see. Uh, take that one to the bank and cash it. I can't. But you could. Because I was schemed out of it. So he just came up and said, Tio pro soy un coliano di mama. That's what he, he would have said. Anyways, None of you guys are going to get that. That's sexy. Yeah. So, which that's what he did. He took it to the bank and cashed it. He actually worked alongside of a uh, banker in Canada until that banker, for some reason, came into the States. I guess he fled for some reason. I don't know if there was any illegal activity or if things were just closing down. But anyways, this WAP, he came back and tried to cash a check in the U.S. where they ended up catching him. Blam. Busted. Uh, he did some time in the big house. And then while he was in the big house, get this, 
Uh, he was actually a translator for the warden for a mobster. His name was Ignacio the Wolf Lupo. Uh, he ended up getting up tight with him and a few other market fellas uh, while he was behind bars. He tried his hand again uh, when he got out with connections of the Lupo and these other market fellas. He got to the point where he was making about a mil a day, which that's ridiculous. So that's good stripper. It's well, not much at all. What would you do with a million dollars a day? Mississippi stud. You, oh my God. I, I would have, I would waste that money on so much crap, unnecessary crap. You know what I do with a million dollars a day? I'll tell you. Two chicks at the same time. Two chicks at the same time. Let me tell you, Peter, man. <laughs> I think I would like to open up a, a Smith Museum, a Smithsonian. That's what I'll call it. Really? Yeah. And I'll, I'll see if you guys can be a part of it. Can I smith you guys? How much money you need from us? Uh, well, I pay you. It's just your stuff. Smith, S-M-I-F, the save my ink forever. I can put your, you know, cut your tattoos off when you guys die. Not that I have a plan for that or anything. Put it in a frame, throw it up on a wall. Smithed. Call it art. Boom. That's what it is. It is art, right? It's body art. It's going to be wall art once you're dead. So uh, where do you guys want to sign? You just show me where to sign, bub. <laughs> All right. Anyways, back to Pons Pons. Well, after so much time scheming, the Post newspaper got involved in the investigation, and actually 75% or more of the local police force was involved in his little schemes, which didn't really help him because throughout like 15 years or so, he was back in and out of prison. So, so much for having them on your payroll. So he tried to get deported once he was being followed up on his little schemes, but they ended up caught in, or catching him. He ended up after a while, getting out again and then going back to the boot, the motherland in Italy with no luck and ended up dying in Brazil of a heart attack January 18th of 1949. <sighs> Poor Paisano. But his actual biography was actually pretty, it was pretty, I've been saying actual, I'm sorry guys. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit all those out. We have this filter. No, we won't. For <laughs> We have this filter for Jeremy because of his excess use of a certain word that we're not supposed to say and it actually catches it pretty well so we can get one for the actual part thanks <laughs> so yeah his his biography had like a little quote which i want to read here it says even if they never got anything for it it was cheap at that price without malice afterthought i had given them the best show that was ever staged in the territory since the landing of the pilgrims it was easily worth 15 million bucks to watch me put that thing over and i was like shit this dude could write stories i'd say Grab DiCaprio and Hanks and put them in a movie. Let's let's write this stuff, you know? It sounds like a movie that they've already starred in. Vaffan. It's Vaffanculo. Yeah. So ultimately, the Ponzi scheme is pretty much robbing Peter to pay Paul. Pretty much capitalizing on some interest. Start off with an initial investment with promise of higher returns. Insert some sort of uh, investment bullshit jargon uh, vernacular. Offer statements so the these ignorami can see growth. Oh, but don't don't ever uh, tell them that they can make it any withdrawals for a period of time. So they end up just pretty much losing their money. And there you have it. That's the Ponzi scheme. So if only he would have called this a multi-level marketing, he probably would have got away with that. Uh, those are like the Mary Kays, the Amways, etc. Uh, anything on the Ponzi part for now? We're gonna move this along. Move it along. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I kind of find it funny that a lot of the multi-market businesses, they share a lot of the same thing with the pyramids, but pyramids are considered illegal. Do you guys know why that is? Why? 
I don't know. I, I don't know. The the article said it was an eight minute read, and who has time for that? And I'm uh, not above a third grade reading level. Eight minutes. So it's I a said, minute long read. I'm that's still too long for me. <laughs> so I've never eight minutes of my life. <laughs> pretty much what I gather that each states have, they seem to have like their own little differing laws that pretty much say the same thing, usually along the same lines of unfair trade practices, mostly resulting into fraud when they are actually charged. The biggest difference is multi-level marketing businesses. They, they're more inclined to selling a product rather than your recruits, oftentimes with fees, but more of an affiliation. So you sell your, your product instead of having more people gather, 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 and stuff like that. If you run and tell a friend, you get a piece of the pie. That's pretty much it. So you got to do this finagle model, right? We'll get off fine in court. So we're good. <laughs> so pyramids are intrinsically the same formula plus or minus a variable degree. It goes, boom, you got your chief honcho, the main recruiter at the top, with his diabolical racket plan. The scam artist? Yeah, the one churning the, the, the gears there. Then you grab a few morons to pay some of the fees to get in on the goods, which is more so of a club, not necessarily any goods. And then you grab their dimwits and tomfools and simpletons. Now, I don't know what the hierarchy is with these misnomers, but that's besides the point. We can address this at a different episode. Otherwise, you can... File a complaint with the Boundless Pod Trap email. I will warn you, though, that there is a hefty processing charge, but you can minimize that charge if you get three or more people to file with an ID number that we assign you. So, anyway, these muttonheads are easily bought into some fraudulent business idea and they pay their fees all the way up the chain. That's pretty much a pyramid. Now, the obvious issue with pyramids is that once everyone is in, everyone is in. You can't market off anybody. You're, you're paid on recruits for the most part. This kind of brings me to a personal story, a pyramid scheme that I was kind of involved in. I assume half of you listeners are going to smile and laugh once you hear what this one was. Fucking cut co cutlery. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not proud. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the dick enlargement pills you're trying to sell me. Oh, those? I'm still doing that. Do you, do you, are you out? I mean... They've got me to an inch and a half, so I'm not going to stop now. <laughs> I've been taking them for 10 years, and it's going backwards. Well, you maxed out. I told you to stop once you hit the max. <laughs> it's only going to revert now. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I got something else for you if you want to buy into that. You gotta, Anyways. You got to cut the skin so it can go farther. <laughs> don't you watch those old... HBO sex the shows. The doctor's offices are closed right now. It's, it takes a long time to get in because of coronavirus. Do you guys want to keep going? You guys want to play a game? Cut off our foreskin and see who can grow it back faster? I'm a Jew. That's already been done. I'm eating mine. You already right. cut it off. I'm <laughs> eating mine right now. I'll be jerky. Uh, so, anyways, my personal story I was in the military for a while. I got out. I was pretty much riding on the GI Bill. I wanted some money uh, to kind of, you know, hold me over, do some other stuff, I guess. Then one of my friends who coincidentally enough signed up with, to the military with me, but ended up not going. So he showed me or told me about Cutco cutlery, the fine knives and cutlery and stuff. And this is how you um, lose friends. So, yeah, went to this interview and the manager facilitator guy, he came out with like his big smile. Uh, and there I was just sitting in the chair, watching him walk out and you know, all slow motion sporting that one of those little high-end Gucci suits, maybe Dolce or Prada. I, I don't know. I'm not a, really a suit guy, but you can't help yourself. And he just like radiated with that smile. And it's like, I, I just wanted to, he had that douchery. I wanted to punch him in the face, you know, like, okay, this is what we're doing. 
but I didn't because I needed money, so I, I stuck it out. Uh, he even had one of like those douchebag names, and I'll just put him on blast here. His name was Brent. So Brent here, uh, actually, I, I do apologize if we have any listeners named Brent. I would like to personally apologize to you. It might seem insensitive to me, but I assure you that it's... I want you to know that I, or we, care. So if you would want to maybe email me with uh, my name and the topic of a, the, the Boundless Pod Trap email, and I can send you a link. But you will have to pay $20 since I have to host it. But 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 for each email that you put in of your friends, that can take off $2 a piece. So just, just to help, because I care, all right? I respect you. Back to douchebag Brent, all right? So this guy was just extremely fake. Like he, he didn't have, I don't know, he, he had like this, this saying. Every time he talked, he had that very breathy like talk. It's like, hey, what's up? Hey guys, hey, have a seat, what's up? And he always said like the same thing, like the, the same word touch base. And I could not, uh, every time he said touch base, it was just like a, uh, he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll touch base later on that. Hey, uh, let me know how your, how your, your cells are doing. We'll touch base on that. It's like, fuck dude, enough of that. Like he's way too positive in a, mm, in a fake way. Like he's just bottling all this up for, yeah. So like anything that you're not supposed to do, I pretty much bought into this before actually getting paid. So in any sort of like pyramid or Ponzi or something like that, you don't pay money up front unless it's a legitimate service. So that that's pretty much pyramid scheme 101. You know, you get your little knife kit and a script to go off and you go through like the demo and it's all good shit. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, they, they talk about like your, your full tang handle, your three rivets, uh, your ergo handle shape forms. You're sharp enough to cut paper slice of a tomato. And I'm like, no, well, I'm, I'm Italian. You cut a tomato in four and you give me a piece that's, that's how that guy's, you can't even taste a paper thin slice of a tomato. Like why, why, why would anybody do that? Unless you're making like some sort of intricate butterflies in a bowl with tomatoes as a centerpiece for some Mediterranean festival, you cut chunks. I like tomatoes guys. I can bring you some. You sure? All right. So anyway, so after trying to keep my friends and only demoing my, my family, one of my last door to door demos was, uh, this grandmama. <laughs> grandmama. Yeah, it's grandmama. So I saved up enough to, to get like some nice threads. I actually went out of my way to try to do something, I guess, for this, this business instead of just being jeans and a shirt type of thing. I mean, I wasn't anything like Brent over there rocking his $3,000 Brioni custom vest pockets, cuff rings, you know, but I, I don't normally dress up like this. I look like a gigolo in slacks and a dress shirt, you know, is that a bad thing? No. All right. Uh, so grandmama opens the door, you know, and she greets me. She looks a little disgruntled. So off to a good start. So I come into her place, uh, say something nice about her place, outdated wallpaper, etc. I'm not yet off the script, so I have to keep on pulling my binder back and forth from her, but I'm trying to show her the visuals. You know, she keeps on sliding it back, and it's kind of like when you let someone borrow your phone and they keep on swiping the, you know, if you're trying to show them a picture and they keep swiping, you're like, uh, no, Grandma, we're not on that part yet. And you kind of have to also hide that, that, that back page with the actual prices of these knives because you have to try to talk them down and that that's it's craptacular so this little leather demo was how do i describe it so you hand them the knife and then they you, you take this letter piece of leather you hold it between both of your hands and they're supposed to just saw a little bit and then press down 
And what she did is she sawed one little stroke of saw. And then instead of going straight down, she went out of side. Vicious attack by grandma. She just cut both of my wrists and I'm bleeding. I'm not bleeding. Okay. I am bleeding. She actually cut like the little pad of my thumb here and she just put the knife down. And I, I was, I made a little reaction. I'm like, ah, you got me. And she didn't say anything. So we're sitting there in like an uncomfortable silence. Like, okay, what are you, what are you going to do? So the blood is pulling up and I'm trying to go back over part of the demo here. And, you know, I just bought this nice shirt. So I uncuff it and I start rolling it up because she's not doing anything about it. And then I have my hand held up like this and it's obvious that I'm bleeding and it drips onto the table. She looks at me and she goes, oh, you're bleeding. And I'm like, yeah, you cut me. You know, so she gets pissed off and I'm like, why are you going to get pissed off? Because you cut me. She goes to the little kitchen area, gets me one of those little mini Dixie napkins, comes back, gives it to me. And I'm like, I got this. How about you go sit over there in that little chair? You know, it's probably time for your nap. You had a long day. I'll clean this up and pack things up. You know, maybe I'll tuck you in right before your nap. And you better bet damn sure I'm going to steal that bag of uh, Werther's or on the on the coffee table right before I leave. So, yeah, she didn't buy anything. She cut me. That was the uh, the last little demo or whatever of that that cutco cutlery thing i did i said fuck that and try to get a natural job so yeah mind, mind the pyramids what? <laughs> yeah. okay because you'll get cut with by grandmas that's how pyramid schemes work oh. and i just lined that dude's pockets for for nada did you get paid by like the hour or by commission no or? it was mainly commissions but like the only people who bought things was like my mom and you know her friend it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get to cut any like shoes in half or anything cool like that? Yeah. Or? yeah. I mean, like most people actually did make money for this, but it's like, I don't have those types of connections. I mean, I could have, you know, some people might say oh, I wasn't cut for it. I'm like, I was cut for it. That's we why were, I left. We were cut for it. <laughs> My mom had one of those people, like a vacuum salesman come to her house when she was remodeling. And that you've seen my mom's house. Oh, yeah. How she has that like super tall kitchen area. Yeah. And she has a ceiling fan that's way up. I think her kitchen's 16 foot ceilings. And uh, this kid came in trying to sell vacuums. And my mom's like, oh, does it have an extended thing on it? And the kid's like, yeah, yeah, it reaches way hall. He's like, she's like, show me how we can clean that ceiling fan up there. And he's like, oh. And so he puts it on and she's like, Cool, cool. Can it get those beams? <laughs> she made that fucker clean her ceiling. She got it <laughs> That's what she got it too. So she basically hustled him. Yeah, to, yeah, it's <laughs> fucking great. She's like, I'm not getting on a ladder. Get your ass up there. I've never had a, a story or encounter with a door-to-door uh, -door salesman or anything like that. I may have, but if somebody's ringing my doorbell that I don't know, I'm not answering it. So, <laughs> You are also the most paranoid out of the three of us. I wouldn't say paranoid. We would. I, I, I would say I've been through a lot, and so I know better. You're the most cautious. Yes. Yeah. That's a better word, cautious. I am the least cautious. Oh, I know you are. You're like, hey, come on. Who are, you? Who are you? Are you going to kill me? No. Yeah. Are you sure? I believe you. You have a kind face. Behind that mask, I bet's a kind smile. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Like, Lonnie, you are, like, the kindest, nicest, caring person that I know. Like, and I and don't take this the wrong way, but, like, if you were to look at you, you wouldn't get that vibe. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I know that sounds like a mean way. <laughs> you but look like a douchebag, you but you're like really nice. <laughs> uh, you, would, you would hug your killer. As, <laughs> be like, please don't stab me in the back. Will you please do it in the front? Yeah. 
I love. Fun. I don't want to judge you when I'm dying. Oh my goodness! So Ponzi schemes, huh? Where'd that Ponzi. come from? Did uh, you just want to talk just about getting stabbed by an old lady? Kind of. Not that I wanted to. Is that a true story, or is that a BS made up story? It's a true story. I feel like he's told us it's, that before. It's, it's a, an, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not fabricated. Yes, like, or elaborate. It is pretty much the exact concrete, like as is happened. You know. See. I'm looking at you as you say this. <laughs> I don't know. Your mouth when and voice I, is telling me one thing, but your eyes are telling me another thing. <laughs> I feel like you tell them that a lot. I, I do. came out way smooth. way too smooth. Like practice. Every morning. <laughs> I say your eyes say no, no, but your mouth <laughs> says yes, yes. That's our new hit song. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy, I have to leave. <laughs> your mouth is saying one thing. <laughs> So, so I will say this, um, after hearing our three topics, they were all kind of different. I think Lonnie, yours and I was, was kind of along the same line and Justin's, I, I'm gonna say yours, Fuck it, left field. Yours, yours, yeah, definitely. It's the same thing. It's killers and clowns and stuff scheming people out of, you know. Oh. I thought I was the Jew in the group. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to our main topic, we have another sponsor that we want to plug right now. And this is probably move your hands away from any of those sound effect buttons. I'm gonna, shit. Nah. <laughs> uh, another sponsor is Now This Is Wrestling. Now This Is Wrestling is a local professional wrestling promotion here in Omaha, Nebraska. You can look us up on Facebook. Uh, that's pretty much the only uh, social media platform that we have. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all that stuff. But yeah, we uh, obviously haven't been doing much for the Now This Is Wrestling because of the coronavirus. But if you want to stay up to date with everything that's coming up with Now This Is Wrestling, which we do have some big things planned coming up in the future, check us out on Facebook at Now This Is Wrestling. So that brings us to our main topic tonight. And uh, tonight. gentlemen. Okay, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I thought that was a sound effect that you had like <laughs> pre-programmed there because I didn't see you saying it. I was like, what song is that? <laughs> so uh, before we get started with this topic, uh, again, our, our topic is are technology and social media destroying the world? Now, I'm going to kind of take the lead on this one here. I did write something up here. I will try not to uh, talk too long with it. But so here we go. It's no secret we live in a world with a lot of technology that makes it so we don't have to get off the couch to buy your family's Christmas presents. Technology can even park your car for you or even drive for you if you really wanted it to. Some of these technological advances can even play music, turn on and off lights, lock your doors, research whatever topic you're interested in, or even order you food with the sound of your own voice by saying, hey Alexa or hey Google. We have robots that build things or that can even deliver products to people. Hell, you don't even have to have an actual physical person ring you out at the store. I've even seen technology at fast food places that grab a cup, fill the cup, and even put the lid on the drink without a single human touch. On the other end of this topic, we have social media, an idea developed to help friends and family easily stay in contact with one another. By simply uploading a picture or a group of pictures, and with the click of a button, you can share these pictures with your whole family and friends. You could, in seconds, let everyone know your mood, whether you are happy because your significant other surprised you with breakfast in bed, or how you were angry because your boss told you that you couldn't get overtime anymore. No more printing out or sending your family's Christmas pictures to everyone you know and are close with. 
All you have to do is upload that picture to social media and add your own quirky message, and boom, bam, your whole friends list has your Christmas photo. You are able to easily share that funny video you were talking to your friend about at work or with anybody else you wanted to. Gone are the days of writing letters with your own personal touch and sending family photos. Social media took that burden and made something that once took several minutes, even hours to do, down to only seconds, allowing you to have extra time to do whatever. Both technology and social media were invented and finessed to make life easier for all. So how could two things like this develop into something so evil and hideous? For the next hour or so, we are going to delve into the negative sides of both of those topics and how I personally feel the world would be so much better, a less hate-filled place without them. Let me preface this by saying I know we are using both technology and social media for this podcast. I should clarify that I don't believe 100% of technology and social media are bad. There are some good and some bad, mostly bad. So with that said, let's delve into this. So I would want to start off, I'm going to talk, I want us to talk about technology first before we delve into social media. And the main thing I want to talk about first about technology is, well, actually, before we go into that, you guys, uh, do you have anything to say after the, the little thing that I read there? Both topics, I have mixed feelings on about both. I mean, I waver equally, I guess, on both. I used to be more pro technology and social media, but as the world goes on, I'm more against it. Right. I feel I will be more pro if we as people can focus more on psychological issues, yeah. which we'll, we'll digress on that a little. See, I'm the good country boy at heart. I'm very against technology, very against social media. I mean, if you can't find me, that's because I don't want to be found. So being able to find me from the mini computer in my pocket or the numerous other ways to find me. Microchip that's right. in your- <laughs> Right. It's just, I, I don't like it. I miss the days of kids playing in the dirt and be home when the streetlights come on and being safe with those things. And we just don't live in that world anymore. Back in those days, it made you more creative. Right. How, how many of us as children would see a twig on the ground that was semi-shaped like a gun and we picked it up and we pretend like it was a machine gun and we were playing with our friends in the backyard or in the park, chasing each other with, with sticks that look like guns and using our imagination, like throwing like a pile of leaves or something as like a, a grenade. You, you don't have that nowadays because of technology. Yeah. All kids want to do, and that kind of leads into the first topic here is technology making people lazy. Right. So Kid- I think that is actually kind of a result of some of the technology though too. It was the kids playing in the dirt and stuff like that who ended up developing these broader forms of communication information transferring. This is true. Yeah, I never looked at it that way. But at the same time, by doing that, I think it was it was not done as a way to I think the the end game for them was not a way to make things better for people. It was more to line their pockets, I think, with money. You know, I don't I don't have any kids of my own. Lonnie, you have a baby infant I, that I kind of have one. Yeah, uh, and Justin, you have two daughters. One is she five now, or is she she's, six? She's teen. <laughs> she acts like it. Yeah, but I mean, she's probably at that stage now where she could be going outside a lot more. But you know, I have four nephews. They range from I believe like age eight all the way up to one will be turning eighteen here in a few days, and then I have a niece who will be turning four in a couple of weeks. 
And they, yeah, they do like going outside, but especially with my nephews, like when I'm over there, it's just like always, can we, can we play uh, Xbox or can we go on YouTube for a while? And granted, when I was younger, when I was their age, technology was just starting. Like you were considered somewhat wealthy if you had a computer. Right. And I remember the day that my sisters and I did get a computer, like, oh my God, yeah, it was great. And we were, you know, when we first got it, we were on it a lot, but it's never, even with video games, like, you know, having a Super Nintendo or whatever, that never really took precedence over. I wanted to go outside more and I was outside as much as I could with my friends or that we were playing football, jumping on a trampoline, going to the park that was in my backyard. We were finding anything and everything to do outside that had nothing to do with technology. But now kids have these mini computers, like you called it. I mean, to me personally, I don't think a kid deserves a cell phone until they're graduated from high school, oh, dude. Until they're smart enough to be able the responsibility to own one. Exactly. iPads are another thing. Like, you know, kids could have an iPad, but it's just like to me, not only is the technology making the kids lazy by constantly being on it, it's making the parents lazy because that is the parents go to move. Like, I don't really feel like playing with my kids or watching my kids right now. I just want to relax and do whatever I want. Go watch uh, YouTube on your, your iPad for a little while. And I think that that's, that's sad in, its, in itself too, that adults don't really want to spend time with their kids. And I'm not saying everybody, but I know there's a lot of people out there that they do that. And after a long, rough day or a rough week, that's forgivable maybe to do on the weekend. But like I said, I think that's a lot of people's go-to moves. I agree. Technology and social media by itself I only see it as a tool and the tool is used how the operator wants it or wants to use it. And with like social media or, or well, I guess technology for, uh, for this whole topic, especially with the, um, with kids, I mean, they're getting trained from a younger age to get those dopamine fixes. So it does kind of numb them out. They want the, the bigger and better products or, or emotion the, the feeling, I guess, uh, so that they can get hooked. And, and these things, these, technology and the social media platforms they fight for your attention every time a you know ding ding it's like you got to stop what you're doing reach in your pocket and look Uh, at it yeah it's like personally i turn off my email i mean i keep my notifications on but i don't always check it like when i get it and stuff i feel discipline is a important skill that has been brushed aside people don't care about it they already have something that'll make it easier and they now i'm a big proponent of like i guess working on yourself uh, intrinsically. Yeah. So you, you feel that you, people should be able to train themselves. Like when that alert goes off on your phone, you don't need to, like how you said, stop everything and, right. and look at it, like discipline yourself. Like you can, whatever that ding was, is probably not that important that right. you need to stop what you're doing at work or what you're doing with your family. Right. It's like these can make things all the more efficient. Like if you're trying to accomplish a certain task, you know, it can set a time or structure something that you don't have to waste like paper or something. And I'm also a big proponent of doing things manually as well. As am I, yeah. I journal a lot, writing it down. There's something about putting pen to paper that connects certain neurons that makes you remember things. Whereas if I read something digitally, it's in and then it's out sometimes, you know, depending on the importance or many factors in that area or that, that place and time, you know, what I ate, my energy levels, uh, what's on the agenda, what's next, what other disruptions do I have by or near me, et cetera. But I see technology pretty much as a tool. 
I think that the original inventors of some of these technologies really at their heart had good in mind with it. Like uh, let's, the Alexander Graham Bell, the inventor of the telephone. I really think that his vision the and idea pop. was to help me communicate with somebody across town without having to write them a letter or take my wagon or whatever <laughs> to them. Uh, but then it's like over time you get these new people that are like, I'm going to fabricate or whatever the word is, this, this idea of the phone. And now people can not only call people on this device, like it started off with cord, then we had the cordless phones and then we had cell phones. Now this device that you can call people with, you can now send them a digital message. Like it's basically like email, a text message. And then it's just like from there, it's just like somebody else came along and they're like adding this and this and this. And it's like, what are we doing to society? Why are we making things so freaking touch of a button type of thing to do? Like, I, I just feel that, and, and, and this is the whole point of this, like the world in 2020, this is the shittiest the world has ever been. Right. This world is so fucked up. It's not even funny. It's so fucked up that granted, I don't really want kids, but if I wanted kids, I would seriously at this point, if I hadn't had a kid question, do I want to bring a kid into this world? Because by the time the kid is old enough to know what's going on in this world, by the time they're in high school or they're graduating high school, can you imagine how much more effed up this world is going to be? And it is because of technology and social media that this world is the way it is right now. Look at the horror genre in general. Like when they have to change time periods or change locations because cell Just phones call somebody. exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh. They have to change time periods and change locations because cell phones exist. They have to completely change the structure of their movie. Yeah, call somebody. Like I'm trapped in the woods. Make a phone call movies over i base a lot of horror movies i watch if i'm going to continue watching them off of that first 15 20 minutes to when the main group gets to their location how they're like like if it's a girl a ditzy girl getting out of the car with her cell phone like oh my god no service i'm like okay i'm done it's like fuck this movie yeah (laughs) or like if a movie starts and it's a new movie it's like it's 1974 i'm like well they fucked it well Rob Zombie, who's like one of my favorite people. I, you know, roll no, your no, eyes no, no, no. I'm not rolling your eyes. I love Rob Zombie movies, he, but it's like, how much Rob Zombie cock are you going to suck? I'm just saying, he, he said that he likes the 70s and he likes writing his movies in that time era because of the fact that they didn't have cell phones back there. He even said in the movie, he's just like, the movie's solved. They they make a phone call. If right. something's going on, they make a phone call, right. boom. So he's can, like, let's go to the 70s before there were cell phones in everybody's pockets. You can hook a little bit more danger with less technology, for yeah. sure. Unless you get, like, you know, one missed call type of right. killers like inside the house. more mass. Uh-huh. Um, you know what? Something about technology that's happened that it used to be something I loved as a kid. Remember going like, oh, dude, Friday, the new Friends is coming out. You going to come over and watch it with me? Like, you'd have to wait all fucking week to watch a show. Oh, God, yeah. Right. And it like, was more of a got, social thing. You got so excited like a, about it. Yeah, and like now it's like, oh, the new Friends season's out. You want to like, come over and binge watch my it cue. with me? Like no, who, you don't even go who, over to you watch. You don't get excited uh, about anything You just talk anymore. about it on social media. Right. Like, hey, Lonnie, did you see when Ross and Rachel broke up? It's like, no, because I dating ourselves because I don't like penis. And and that's that's that thing, too, is like technology, mainly cell phones 
have basically, you have no social life, even when you're with your family and your friends. I mean, prime example, you, you go to like a Thanksgiving with your family. What's every, or not, not even Thanksgiving, like restaurant. If, if you go to yeah. A, yeah, a restaurant, what is everybody doing when they get there between ordering, waiting for their food? They're on their goddamn cell phones. You better not take it's, a fucking picture of your like, food. You're, exactly. <laughs> you're with your family. Why? You're with your friends. Talk to them. Engage with them. You don't need to be taking a picture to put on Snapchat of what your fucking boneless wings yeah. look like. I've seen boneless wings. I've ate boneless wings. There's nothing special about your goddamn boneless wings. And and there's I have several friends on Facebook, too, that... Every day they post pictures of their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it's like they made it. It's hash browns and eggs. Cool. You put pepper on it. You put you pepper a, on your eggs. Like that doesn't. Do it before after your meal before eating. And I'm going to just start doing the afters. People like, can see is, my shit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, I, and it's like the amount of people, like obviously it's your, your Facebook. You can do whatever you want. Your social media platform. I don't care. And it doesn't bother me except I see this person puts a picture of their burnt eggs and their burnt hash browns that look nothing that don't Ew, look good nasty. and they got like 400 likes and 300 comments and i put something up creative that i made and i take a picture of it that actually took time and skill and it's like 22 likes and too long didn't one read. comment you and got 22 likes bro and it's like it's it's like your aunt like great job and it's like oh i could there's some people it's like I could put nothing up there. I could put a picture of my poop and they'd be like, great job. Like, but care. Uh, but yeah, it's just, <laughs> it, it's, it's annoying when you, when you go places and it's like, that's what everybody's doing, especially the teenagers. It's like, put your phone down, look up, there's life going on. Mm-hmm. And that's what scares me is that what this world's going to come to when these kids become adults. Like, I think I'm a very creative person. And a lot of that had to do with my imagination as a kid and things that I did with my friends keeping busy. And I see one of my nephews, the youngest one, and the the middle, one of the middle ones too, he is, they're both super creative. The youngest one, especially, some of the things that he comes up with where like, he comes up to me and he's like, so Jeremy, and he's got like these two toys and he's like, this one is from this galaxy and this and that. And I'm just like, oh, is that the galaxy where it actually came from? And he's like, no, I, I just made that up. And I'm like, wow, this kid has it. He needs to hone that creativity and keep with it because man, I, I just, I don't know. It's, I'm scared of what, what this world's going to be like when the kids today are running things. Right. So I agree with most of that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Except all but the parts I, I do, where you are talking. <laughs> I, I disagree with the uh, parts of like, this is the worst time in history. It's like, I feel like this is kind of the best time in history. It's just like the social media going back to like, you know, some of these products. We'll, we'll go with like Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of the creators, the, their project is not probably what it was intended to be. Like Facebook was supposed to be like a college platform for for college students and stuff like that. Everybody's taking it over. Uh, it, it's pretty much the loudest are the most saturated sort of posts what that m- sort of media becomes. You know, like Instagram is pretty much like bikini models, you know, showing off tits and ass. Facebook is everybody crying about any sort of little thing. But, I mean, we have all these technological advances as far as like medicine, communication, vehicles, you know, yeah, you name it. Everything has kind of keeps on getting better. But as far as like the utilizing that sort of imagination yeah we need to unplug for that and and we most people don't so i i'm I'm with you with that and i i think it kind of goes back to like pretty much behavioral psychology discipline and stuff 
you can get all your porn from one website now. You don't have to go looking for it in like, daddy's closet. You can yeah, you're not you're not peeking under mattresses. You can get all your porn from one place but, now. But you say that as a joke, but come on. Like yeah, as a kid, if Pornhub would have been around <laughs> yeah. when I was a kid, dude, Popeye fucking I arms. Would probably have to I probably would have had to have my my dick surgically removed because I would have been probably like whacking it way too much. But it was the excitement as a kid of going over to your friend's house. And this is a true story. Going over to one of my friend's house and him telling me about like how his dad had all these playboys and porno VHS tapes in his, in his office somewhere. And so he would send his dad to the store to get something. And we had like 15, 20 minutes to try to fucking break into his dad's (laughs) filing cabinets to see if the porn was in there. I mean, that was, that was the thrill back then. Remember when, back then when you used to have like boner hearing, boner hearing yeah i've never heard boner hearing explain it's like when you're trying to you know do the deed but like you think your parents are (laughs) are on their way home type of thing so you're like it's like you had to get it done the speed speed i'm I'm, what's that somebody's coming i'm telling you once i get in the zone my my what did you call it again boner hearing was it didn't matter because i i i and if, you should have knocked, Mom. If if, <laughs> if like, oh no, if my sister, or my aunts, or cousins, or anybody are listening, um, skip ahead probably thirty seconds right now. Go ahead, we're waiting. There was one you time. Don't tell them to there, skip ahead and then pause. There was, <laughs> there was one time. I guarantee you, my dad walked in on me masturbating because it was when we had our computer downstairs and I think we had just gotten back from a family vacation. And obviously when you're on family vacations, you can't, can't masturbate. I mean, you could, but yeah, you don't. And so it was like, you're just like, all right, first chance I'm alone at home or whatever, I'm going to do the deed. And I thought I was being very careful. And then all of a sudden my dad had a unique cough. And all of a sudden I heard him coughing in the fucking laundry room right next door. I'm like, guarantee you that that man just walked into the basement and saw me whacking it in the computer chair and i was i was scarred from there on i think i think my boner hearing really <laughs> tuned up anyways we're we're getting off topic here. <laughs> quick quick sidebar did you guys have the stump growing up the fuck did you no, just say? the porn stump did you have the porn stump <laughs> oh uh my parents well my mom mainly and she loved finding it too Okay, you say porn stump, and I'm thinking that's the nickname for your penis. What? No, it's like the, the blanket or whatever, no. or anything that you hide your, your porn under. Yeah, so the little town, Silver City, I took you to it. We So we're right next to the bike trail, and there was like six kids in town. We had the porn stump. Because obviously, as kids, you can't, you don't have a plethora of porn. You have like two porn mags to share between six kids. Oh, I have we, a we, we had the porn stump. So we'd, we'd take the porn mag and put it in a little plastic bag, and when you were done with it, you took it to the porn stump. There was an old stump. If you went down the bike trail, past the bridge, and then you made a left, there was an old hollow stump. You put it in the bag, and you put it in the stump. And when we, you were, we didn't have that. I've n- I was hit in my room. Yeah, yeah. I've had many a times coming home from school, my mom has everything, like, displayed like a magazine aisle type of thing on the couch i'm like oh you found it again (laughs) (laughs) just like i told you justin quit touching my magazines (laughs) oh yeah the porn stump and when you if you were lucky enough that no one else had the goods reach in the porn stump take the bag be like i'm gonna i 
That's how you get it. Corona. It's like the porn library. I was, but it was a stump. I must have been like uh, less fortunate because growing up, I hardly had porn. It wasn't until we got a computer and we had AOL, and it took fucking five minutes to <laughs> like download a picture of six megabyte of, of Pamela Anderson's tits. But it's like you've got hello goodbye. I. <laughs> You hear somebody you pick up the. You hear somebody pick up the phone upstairs. And you're like, son of a bitch! I'm gonna get the. Jeremy. No, I uh, I had to use like good housekeeping magazines. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a pretty horse. Yeah, but uh, anyways, yes. obviously technology made us pervs. Um, the but- the uh, the focus or the attention, I guess, for kids these days, for sure. Like, man, my daughter, I guess. I mean, she she watches quite a bit of stuff on a tablet. We have a friend who works with my wife who works in like the uh, IT department area and he was giving out some old phones that they can't do anymore. So my he pretty much gave one for for my daughter. I'm like, "Yeah, we'll probably put like some kids movies or something on it and she can watch it in car rides or whenever." And but now she just kind of wants to go back and forth to that. It's like, "If you're not watching it, turn it off." Uh, you know, I've told you like four or five times already, like, turn it off, do this, pick, pick up this. It's like, it's harder listening, you know, and not only just with technology, just with how people monitor to you on how you raise your kids too. It's like, you can't do things how, you know, like my dad used to pull my ear or, you know, swap me on the butt. It's like, if I have to tell you again, it's like taking it away from I'm them. Take your, your, your tablet away from you. And that's their punishment where yeah. we got spanked on the bottom with a sandal or Things would have been so much better if it didn't come down from the mountain for, with tablets for us. Well, the thing is, too, I think we were raised that technology was like, this isn't a toy. And, like, if you had something technologically advanced, you felt like a, a rich person. Right. Like, when we got, like, a camcorder, like, we used to, we had, like, one of those big-ass, like, what you shoulder see news. Mounted. Yeah, shoulder-mounted VH, VHS tape right. video cameras. I used that thing all the way up until, like, the early 2000s, and that was, but like, the first time that we, as a family, upgraded to the small mini cam. God, I thought we were, like, freaking the richest people on the block and out of my friends like check this out but nowadays technology is made so cheaply and i mean it's more expensive but i don't know people have ways to buy it like it's not as it's not as special as it used to be it's like, lost its glimmer it has especially like with phones like you you get the new cell phone and you're over it within si- a day or two six months later if that it's obsolete and it's like you got to get this newest one if you want this feature and it's like everybody's got to have all the features and it's like to me a cell phone is to just call somebody and yeah, I, I mainly text cause I hate talking on the phone. So the text message is probably the best invention I think, but it's also an easy way to send dick pics that thank like, you for that. Yeah, Justin, I know you do that a lot, but you know, another thing with like technology that I kind of want to get onto is I, I feel like technology is taking jobs away from people too. I mean, and Walmart is a prime example of that. When was the last time you guys stepped foot into a Walmart? Yesterday. About a week or two. Do you notice how the self-checkouts are getting bigger and bigger and the checkouts that an actual human being at are getting smaller and smaller? Granted, Walmart has like 50 lanes, but they always have like maybe two checkouts, cashiers actually there all the time. That's another thing. It's like why Walmart, especially a business that makes the amount of money it does, no matter what's going on in this world, obviously with the, the pandemic that we've been experiencing Walmart never faltered with it. They were able to keep going and in fact probably made a lot more money because they were the only place to be open. 
But a place like that should not have to rely on getting more technology so they don't have to pay as much in wages. That place can afford to pay a fully staffed Walmart with like 20 checkers if they wanted to. Right. Decent wages at that. But yeah, now it's like they're taking jobs away from people and more places are going to be getting on. Like everybody has a self-checkout and it's okay to have that. I personally will not use a self-checkout if I don't have to because I'm not getting a discount for doing somebody else's job. But, you know, and there's another thing that I was doing. Walmart now, if that wasn't bad enough, like, A, they're apparently getting rid of their door greeters too, which is sad because a lot of that was for people that... The elderly. Elderly or maybe not mentally stable or mentally challenged were able to have those jobs and it gave them a wage and money and it gave them a sense of purpose now to be fair that was actually a very demanding job because your job was to stop people and check their carts yeah and if you get someone who actually is trying to steal or someone who is chippy with you like you have to deal with a lot like that was a very demanding job i'm not saying i've ever had that job right but i can assume i watch lots of videos on my phone when i'm ignoring my son that's a joke (laughs) <laughs> well not only that but they're taking that the door greeters away they're taking they're expanding the self-checkouts so they're not having as many cashiers but they are testing out in some walmarts where they're having robots stock the shelves yeah. they have them programmed to go to a certain section of the aisle to rearrange stock these shelves i usually belittle them like get a real job (laughs) i mean is that necessary why are why are we taking a job away from somebody that's asinine to have a robot stock the shelves we have advances in technology that's just a little too much in my opinion well let's devil's advocate here is it taking the job or is it redistributing the job because now aren't those people like isn't that just now doesn't someone have to build the robot and uh, do maintenance but on that's the, robot? the thing is now to do a job like that to build a robot and do maintenance on a robot that takes a college degree that's yeah, that's it's, not it's you can't have it for, for schooling you can't have a look at nothing like the people that are able to stock the shelves you probably have to have just a high school degree well i'm saying and it's just like you're taking jobs away from the people that need jobs and now you're only allowing people that have the career, the the Capacity. college education and the diploma and all this stuff that aren't going to have a problem finding a job probably. And you're giving them more money, a job to do to build these robots. But it's just like, it's the whole thing of the rich get richer type of thing. And I just think that- Doesn't it give those people more motivation to try to better themselves though? No. Why? Because of the world we live in and people are lazy. That's kind of a thing there. It's like, Doesn't it, but I mean, it gives them the reason it, to try to better give themselves. Them the, yeah. yeah. And if, if they, they don't want to, it's Darwinism. But I think, if you don't want to better yourself, don't be on this planet I think Walmart is the business that they use as the guinea pig to test out these new technology things. It's usually big enough to always win, though. And it's going to pass these things on yeah. to other businesses. And so, so everywhere is going to start doing this eventually. And it's going to be... Kind of like Back to the Future 2 when he goes back to um, the diner and it's just like they have the robot TVs and like the robots that deliver your food. There's not a single human being there. And it's like. So I understand it from time purposes and maybe even hygienic reasons why robots might be a little bit more better and efficient at that because it's less people touching your potential food. And it's saving their back in a sense that they're not constantly lifting and bending and 
all that. Not that they shouldn't have to, because I mean, like it's, it's helpful physical work, no matter how demanding it's beneficial to you as long as you're doing it. But well, here's something that I'd like to get your take on since you're a uh, male courier. Courier. <laughs> Thought I'd try to sound professional there. Amazon Prime Air. They have drones that will deliver packages to houses and stuff like that. And that's probably a test run to see how that goes so that they can get rid of people like you to where you don't even have that we don't even have to have somebody deliver the mail. I don't want to say this is a fact, but uh, the post office might have plans to shoot that down. Allegedly. <laughs> the, po- the post office has guns. <laughs> no, uh, personally, in my situation, that is a fear. Robots will be taking over our jobs and you know, things are going to be sent electronically. But we do have a generation of not only the elderly, but even younger people coming up too who prefer to have their things in their hand. They they don't really care for like the... <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, and we'll always be sending out like advertisements and stuff and that in itself is job security. But I feel or think from what's coming down from above is yeah, ultimately things are going to be geared more towards technological workings. And we have like another 15 plus years until big drastic changes are going to take effect. But for the most part, there really isn't much that a robot can do that we or I guess that they can do that. We're able to do a lot more when it comes to diagnosing certain issues that that are necessary when like people come for a question or, you know, we're, we're still demanded on the streets. I just feel, and I don't think it's going to take place. It might take place when we're elderly, but I think these big technological advances like self-driving cars or even flying cars, that would be probably self-flying cars, I think that is going to be a thing. I mean, there are some self-driving cars already. They're in the testing stages, but I would not want to sell. Do you? Can you imagine the amount of it's going to be like Wally huh? shit that's going to happen? Like when that happens, like if you, especially if you have self-driving cars and non-self-driving cars, where you, or a, a car that somebody is operating, the amount of accidents and chaos that's going to happen with that. I, I just it's easy. I a think, self-driving car just hover above it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel that technology, again, there's good with it, but I'm seeing more and more bad with it. And the main thing I'm trying to get across is how technology is, A, making people lazy as shit to where, like, you don't even have to get off your couch to go grocery shopping now. You can do it online and have it delivered to your house. And, yeah, you do have somebody that delivers it to your house until you get the freaking self-driving cars, and then that person's out of a job, and now you just have a car driving to your house, leaving it at the end of your driveway. And... I lost my train of thought there. The other thing, making people lazy and taking jobs away. So I, I kind of made my point at the end of that too, with taking jobs away. And I don't think that having robots and technology be doing everything for us is the answer and the safe, easiest thing to do in this world. Now, moving on to social media. The, the biggest thing with social media is it's a place that people can easily express their opinions. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Warranted or not. It's just you have so many people out there that express their opinion, but then for everybody that expresses their opinion, you have a handful of them that don't agree with your opinion. And instead of having a civil conversation, resort to name calling and arguing and fighting and this person's racist, that person's racist. And it's just a way for people to put their name, their face and their opinion out there on topics that they 
really don't need to have their opinion out there for all to see. Whoa. So you're telling me. <laughs> Let me pose a question to you fellas on this and get your honest opinions because we all kind of have a different opinion on this matter. Do you think the protests and the riots and and all this would have been a quarter of as bad if social media didn't exist? A hundred percent. Yes, definitely. It wouldn't have probably even been a thing, maybe a little bit here and there, but how, how many people that were protesting when you were watching the news and they did the wide angle, or even if you watched other people's videos, how many people had their cell phones up? Hundreds of thousands. And what were they doing? The Facebook living. Right. If They're- Facebook live was not around or I don't, I, I'm only on Facebook. I don't know if Twitter and Instagram has like a live video feed thing too. If that didn't exist, the good portion of these people wouldn't even be out there because a lot of people's goal is to have their video go viral right? so that they can have their 15 minutes of fame or whatever it is. They're not really out there for the cause. They're out there for the attention and to get the fame out of it. I feel like they feel like they're out there for the cause, but if they, most people don't analyze themselves enough to realize what they're intentions are actually showing it is the look at me i captured this first type of type of dealio i've been there i got the t-shirt i kind of a thing it's like not only that but so we have social media and that's easier to get together to collaborate something good or not and in today's society bad news travels faster like all this good stuff that's happening right now it's like that's that's what i was saying like i disagree about Today is like the worst it's ever been. Today's the worst it's ever been and it's spread as as far as negative news, real or not news. But it's also kind of a, it's very opinionated because people want things like, no, this is true. This is true. It's like not everything is hardcore concrete true. Like our ideas are opposing each other in a sense that, well, I mean, both of us can be true at the same time. It's just all about our perception. And usually it's the first perception that is the realist. It's not until you apply your opinion to it that it's no longer really real. That's well, I guess how I feel. And that's my opinion. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I mean, Stupid. how do you feel about that, Lonnie? I think there is more people fighting for the wrong reasons thanks to social media. Yes. I think there's more people hurting the cause than helping the cause thanks to social media. Everything's taken with their feelings on their sleeve. So it's hard to... Not that you have to win, but that you have to be, you know, communicated clearly. Well, it's and, – and that's what a lot of people are doing wrong. This isn't a contest to win. That's what the, a lot of people no, take it as. No though. one's going to yeah. – no one wins. Right. No one – no one's going to win, and that's what everyone on social media is trying to portray. Like this is a contest and we have to win. No, the, no one wins. No one is ever going to win. Right. It's, all you, all you got to do is survive. It's sad when you live in a world – where if you, Lonnie, were to post something like along the lines, and I'm not saying you are a Trump supporter or anything like that, but if you're just like, if you posted something positive about Trump, you have the word work coming out. 25 people unfriend you, and even some of them could be family members because you support Trump. Not and, my family. And you're, well, I, I'm just <laughs> as an example. Like one of the things that hates, I hate the most, and like I'm not on like dating sites and stuff, but when I was on dating sites, when girls say like, you know, Trump supporters swipe left, which means 
you don't like me because if I find out you like Trump, I'm not even going to date you. I mean, give me a fucking break. Like, are we that kind of society that I can't be friends with you, Justin, because I don't like Trump, but you do. And fuck that. that, that we're, we're never going to get along. That's just right there. That's that's ignorant it's to like, me. As much as I don't like the dude, I feel dirty sometimes when I have to, I guess, fight for him in a sense that like the rhetoric that somebody else is spitting is is just obviously false it's like well i feel dirty now that i'm kind of defending him i don't support him but that's that's not true at all yeah. you can't even I, explain yourself in, in that it's like you're just shut down well it's like the defense of when you said you you were a military correct i support you but i don't support, support the war i yeah. exactly yeah. yeah fuck what you're doing but i support you doing it exactly and I, I will tell any soldier that, like, I've had many a people laugh at me and, and make fun of me because every soldier I'll see, I'll go up and shake their hand and say thank you. Right. And I mean, I've seen you look at me funny for doing that, but every single soldier I'll see, I'll say thank you. And they'll be like, fucking, well, like, fucking, with, I'm like, no, I fucking hate what they're doing, but I appreciate them. I don't. There's so many people look at you. I, don't know if I, I, was like, uh-huh. I was like, what the hell? I mean, I, at my work, when people give their military or they ask if we give a military discount and they show me the card i always say thank you for your service and it's more of a freedom of speech or expression in the way that like for example throwing a flag on the floor or burning a flag is like yeah you have the right to do that i don't think it it doesn't ruin anything except for that piece of cloth but the symbol of what that flag is it you didn't do anything to it you just burned a flag that you paid well for with your money. And so. they did it for attention. Yeah. And they did it on social media so they could get that tension, whether it's positive or more likely negative. And I mean, but that's the thing is like, I used to love social media. And honestly, the only reason I still have a social media, the only thing I have is Facebook. The only reason I have it is because of things like this, because I'm in a lot of projects and it is the uh, easiest way to um, promote something or whatever. But it's, it's the thing of nowadays, whenever I put a post out there, before I post it, I'm thinking to myself, okay, what flack am I going to get for this? How is and this it's just like, wrong? it's not even worth it. Like there's so many posts that I have typed up and I'm like ready to post it. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to do this just because I know that it's going to piss this person off and piss that person off and they're going to come at me and they can't have a civil conversation. It's just like, that's stress I don't even want to have to deal with. And I think it's sad that we're in a world like that. And I mean, there are people that they don't give a shit. They're going to post what they want. But there are a lot of people, too, that it's just like they, they I'm sure they have the same feelings as me where they just are afraid to express their opinion because they're afraid they're going to get slayed verbally on Facebook or social media or worse when somebody sees them in public that knows who they are and stuff like that. Beat the shit out of them. Right. See, it shouldn't have to come down to something like that. It's like you are free to express yourself, your opinions. I mean, most of us feel like we have more power when we can hide behind a computer and not get any sort of immediate consequence. You know, so many people are like, you know, I said what I said type of thing. And it's like, well, yeah, you did, but you're objectively wrong. You know, it's like things work out differently elsewhere. Like only in America, there's certain things that only happen here. Social media has a purpose, but... I think all the goods that social media has is wasted on the bads. I think we can all agree on that. I agree. And I, and from our standpoint where where we use social media as a promotion platform to promote this and our other our other projects, people have to weed through all the negative the negativity to get there and like 
us sharing this, it should be a positive in people's life. Like when they're looking through the negativity and the bad in the world, they can see this and go, hey, these three assholes, maybe they can make me smile. That's pretty much the point. It's like when I'm, I usually don't post anything if I have, if I need to vent or rant or something like that. I mean, I'll, if it includes a certain person, I'll just talk to that person. It's like my bullshit doesn't need to be aired out, I guess. And I, I don't think a, a lot of people understand how, how to be selective. It's like just getting out there to have a few people, you know, back them to enforce their feelings for something. It's like you got to find ways to deal with certain things. Yeah. Well, with that, we're pretty much going on our two hour mark here. Uh, man, this conversation can kind of go. I, I feel like we're going to have to do like a second part of this because, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more on the list to talk about. But again, we kind of want to don't want to go too much over the two hour mark with this stuff. We figured with this inaugural one, we could go a little bit longer. But I just know that a lot of people, once the two hour mark hits on a podcast, they're kind of bored with it and we don't want to get that way right away so we will put a pin in this topic and we'll come back to it but i really enjoyed this this podcast tonight and you know we're going to be doing this our next one in a couple of weeks we're going to record it and again we're going to hit our stride here you know as things are going like uh, rome wasn't built in the day that's the saying right sure but didn't rome only last like a couple months fucking democracies Okay, so no, it's still there. A dictatorship. Wal- Wal- Walmart wasn't built in a day, and they're not going anywhere. So <laughs> that's a terrible thing. Even no insurance for none yet. Even though I just trashed Walmart and stuff like that, but no, I think um, this is going to be good. Uh, you kind of got an idea of what it's going to be. There was a little bit of everything in this podcast, and uh, I have some topics. Well, we have a lot of topics in mind for our next episode, but um. We're uh, definitely going to have some fun with this. Your guys' thoughts? More to come. There's going to be some more. So much coming. Games and stuff. So much. So over, much. All over the place. Swing. I was just going to say that. Your holes. But yeah, so you can hear this. We're going to be putting this up eventually. It's, it's going to be Spotify, Podbean. Quite a few different. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever whatever Justin puts it on. We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have Your it lower back on all these uh these platforms so that we can have more people listen to it right now you can catch it on facebook and youtube i know if you use like the brave browser otherwise if you subscribe to the youtube subscription you can listen to it with your phone off <clears throat> oh well screen off probably not really oh, that well what <laughs> that's more that's of the cia catching you listening to you with your phone off. cia I, that, that's a made up place they're not real who are they but yeah so two weeks we will uh have our next episode up and going and uh you know we'll have a lot of different topics to to go over on that one um i'm sure lonnie's are going to be more on the uh murderous side <laughs> you and, can and you can be assured Ju- justin's going to talk about more pyramid schemes and i I'm, do what i can i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to talk about whatever I want. All right. So that is this week's episode, our episode 001, our inaugural episode. Uh, Like us on Facebook, The Boundless Pod Trap. Um, Try to get us to 500 likes here in the next couple days. I know that's not a lot, but we're only like 180 away. So like us on Facebook, share our page, tell your friends about us, and... uh, 
We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Join us next time for more absurdity that only the guys from the Boundless Pod Track can bring you.